chest, and with the other she turned toward the flowers, but the sleeve of her blouse caught on the evergreen. She reached to loosen it, which was when she saw the second person enter the alley. This person she didn't know. Must be from the market. He wasn't from Shipshawana. She'd lived here long enough to know everyone, and a man like that? She would remember if she'd seen him before. He scanned the backs of the buildings as if he couldn't decide where he was going. As he walked, his attention moved to the ground. Twice he squatted down and touched the dirt. When he stopped outside pots and pans at the same place Stacorn had stopped, Daisy saw him pull something out of the inside of his jacket. It took her a moment longer to realize it was a gun. Chapter 1 Shipshawana, Indiana, June 1st Dead bodies had never bothered Deborah Yoder. Discovering old Mrs. Daisy Powell face down in her garden had been a surprise. Her friend had died there between the butterfly weed and white indigo, had died with the dog she loved so, keeping her company. Deborah had found her when she stopped by to deliver a casserole, rushed to her side and knelt there, not even thinking to go for the police. But she hadn't been upset. Amish considered death a natural part of the cycle of life, and Daisy Powell had lived life to its fullest. Deborah focused on the neat row of stitches in front of her, on the slight tug of the needle as she worked it through the layers of the quilt, on the satisfaction of watching the blue, gray, white, and black pieces fit perfectly together. She focused on the quilt but her mind went back to the evening she discovered Daisy's body in the midst of her flower garden. Three weeks had passed. Daisy's body had been properly placed in the ground, according to English customs. But still, Deborah and her frighten had no answers to their problem. Of course, she noticed when the voices around her grew silent. She snipped the thread, pocketed her small scissors, worked the needle through her apron for safekeeping, and looked across the quilt frame at her two best friends. Melinda and Esther waited expectantly. They didn't state the obvious. They didn't spoil the moment, this moment she loved, when the three of them completed something they'd worked on for weeks. They didn't even voice the questions crowding her sitting room and stifling the summer morning. Suddenly, Joshua's cries pierced the morning, quickly followed by baby Hannah's wails and Leah's holler of, Mom! Perfect timing, Deborah declared brightly, standing and surveying their work. Melinda and Esther didn't actually argue with her. Instead, they shook their heads and spoke as if she were deaf, or worse, invisible. Perfect timing indeed. Melinda muttered, standing and pushing up her glasses with one hand. With the other, she touched the strings of the cop, covering her honey-brown hair. Esther stood as well, posture straight, shoulders back, never attempting to minimize her five-foot-ten height. Her hair was darker, though you'd never guess it, looking at her. She kept it perfectly covered by her cop. Smoothing her dark apron, she looked pointedly from the finished quilt in front of them, to the stack in the corner of the room. Good thing she has four other kinna in addition to the crying bubbly in the other room, 
or our pile of finished quilts would reach the ceiling. Deborah merely smiled and strolled into the nearest bedroom, where the three youngest children had taken up quite the chorus. Melinda scooped up baby Hannah, planted a kiss on the six-month-old's neck, and inhaled deeply. I adore the way she smells. Esther crinkled her nose. If I'm not mistaken, that odor is a wet diaper. As she sat on the bed, her two-year-old daughter crawled into her lap, then promptly snuggled into a ball and closed her eyes. We're lucky they're young and still take such a good morning nap. Gives us more time to sew, Deborah reasoned as she changed Joshua's diaper. The fourteen-month-old giggled and reached for the strings of her prayer cup. Definitely what we need, more time to sew. The teasing had left Melinda's voice. And what